In Europe, all of the food is really fresh. There's not a lot of processed food. Most people just get misled of how it actually all works. Seeing in Europe, you've probably seen people probably walking a lot more, right, as opposed to driving. It's not just, hey, Mediterranean diet equals lots of olive oil and that's okay. It's not exactly that at all. From the Pritikin Longevity Center in Miami, Florida, welcome to the Healthier Everyday Podcast, where we talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, the food you eat, and putting it all together to create an amazing lifestyle. Today, Kara, Pritikin's registered dietitian, and Chef Vince talk about a recent trip to Europe and some of the differences between dining out in Europe versus America. Tara and Vince also talk about strategies that they use to get their children to eat healthy foods. Not only eat healthy foods, but enjoy eating healthy foods. So enjoy today's episode and don't forget to like and subscribe. Well, I just got back um, Friday night from my vacation and um, I have to say that Croatia was beyond my wildest dreams. It was so beautiful, so historic, and so adventurous. So I went with my family, and um, one of the things that we love to do when we go on vacation is to do adventurous things. So um, I like adventure. All right, Tell you like adventure. It. So one of one of the things that we did do in Croatia, it's all coastal waters and a lot of cliffs. So. One of the big things that people do in Croatia is they jump off cliffs, very high cliffs. Okay. So I have a 17-year-old daughter and a 20-year-old son. So, you know, they like to do things that are a little bit dangerous and exciting. I used to jump um, off of my, uh, my, my two-story deck into my swimming pool as a teenager. So I, okay, I, I you remember these, these, these adventurous things, yes. <laughs> so, so we went to this little island. It's called Havar. And um, there's this bar, they call it a bougie bar. You go to the bougie bar and you get, you stand on this 40 foot cliff and you just jump on into the water. And so um, first goes my husband. I couldn't believe he went first. Then goes my son, then goes my daughter. And then it was my turn. And I sat there (laughs) shaking. And then all I said, and this is what I say to the guests all the time, when they, when they don't want to do something, but they know they need to do it. You just count down from five, five, four three, two, one. And I jumped and it was, first of all, I hit right on my butt and it hurt like a mofo, but (laughs) it was the most exhilarating feeling that I've ever had. And I was so glad I did it. So I would say that was one of the highlights of the trip, but I know that, you know, we usually talk about food, you and I, because you're the chef and I'm the food police, right? So (laughs) we don't call call you that food police. Food police. Well, we may, we may, we may sometimes, you know, (laughs) Sometimes the food police. Anyway, so, you know, a lot of times when um, people come here as guests, they go on vacation a lot. That's that's a really big obstacle um, when you when you go on vacation in terms of eating. So how can you control the eating? Because you're not cooking the food most of the time. Right. You are going out to eat. So um, I definitely was paying attention a lot to um, how I navigated the, the food throughout the trip and, and also um, navigating a new culture, right? The food is quite different in Europe than it is here in the United States. And I really, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but um, I bring my tool bag and I try to apply all of the principles that I teach all of our, our guests here at Pritikin, um, which first and foremost is the hunger scale. 
So the hunger scale is a really helpful tool in, in measuring your hunger. So basically it goes from one to 10. And um, one is like you are hangry, hungry. You want to eat the paint off the wall. Okay. <laughs> okay. And 10 is you are Thanksgiving full, way too full. So we always try and stay in that range of somewhere between, I would say, a 3.5, which you're hungry and ready to eat. And then you want to end up at about a 6.5, which means that you're comfortably full and satisfied. Not to where you're like unbuckling your belt. And Not to where you're unbuckling your belt. You which bloated is and yeah, yeah. Really uncomfortable, which happens a lot on vacation, right? Because we tend yeah. to eat things um, a little extravag- extravagantly. Um, so that was one principle, you know, that I really tried to adhere to because um, the truth is, is that one of the really good foods in Croatia is pizza. Really? Wouldn't think that to be true, but they had the most amazing pizza. And so I love pizza and I was on vacation. So I really tried to stick to that hunger scale. And um, what I would do is first and foremost, I would always try to have vegetables before my pizza, because guess what happens if I don't have vegetables before I have my pizza? You don't eat your vegetables? I eat too much pizza. And then I get to a number eight (laughs) on the hunger scale, right? Um, so, so that was pretty interesting in terms of the food. The other thing that, um, I really observed about the food is everywhere that we went, um, there was very fresh seafood because there's so much, um, water everywhere. So everybody is always catching all kinds of fresh seafood and they literally will, um, you see them, you know, filleting the fish and and doing it right in front of you. Um, and then you go into the restaurant and you see the little lobsters crawling around. So everything is really fresh. But the the one thing that I would say that was a little bit different is that they would serve the food um, with most of its parts still there, let's just say. Okay. For instance, the prawns. You know, here in the U.S., when I have shrimp, I just see these little tiny shrimp. deveined, has a little, maybe even has a little tail still attached, probably usually doesn't. It's very much... All the work's been done for you, yeah. Exactly. They'll make you work for it over there. Yeah. So there was eyeballs, there was antennas, there was shells. You'll, you'll, you'll eat less of it if you have to do so much so, work, right? That's so <laughs> actually, you're right, because the truth was I had to do all the work, so it took me a lot longer to eat the meal, so it probably helped me eat a little bit less. Mm, burned a little bit of calories working at it, so <laughs> it's ripping it into those shells. <laughs> oh, and... Um, what, what kind of fish did they have there? Um, they had a lot of sea bass. Nice. Um, but it, you know, it was different. It wasn't when I had, when I have sea bass here, it's, a it's more of a of... Chilean sea bass. It's kind of that buttery kind yeah, of yeah, texture. Yeah. And this one, this one was not, yeah, it's probably it, just a different variety of fish. That they it call was, it was, bass. it was different. Um, and I would say the fishing a little bit smaller Okay. over there. Like than the portion I, size or the overall the size? Over, well, because they would serve you the whole fish, the whole fish. right? Yeah. And when I would look, you know, when I look at, um, a fish here, it just looks bigger. But over there, everything was smaller. And the other thing that was really interesting, which I think the, the U.S. should kind of take note, is um, when you sit down at a restaurant, what's the first thing they put on the table? Bread. Bread, right? Yeah. So over there, when you go to a restaurant, um, they don't serve you any bread unless you actually ask for it. Okay. And then when you ask for it, they don't serve the bread before the meal. So you can eat all the bread before your meal. They actually serve the bread with the meal. Okay. There you go. And I was like, wow, I should bring that over to the U.S. I should talk to Biden about that. What do you think? 
<laughs> make it a law. Only bread served with food, never before. Well, I mean, think about it. You know, you go to a restaurant, you're feeling hungry, they serve you bread, and it's staring at you in the face. So well, of course you're going you're to yeah. eat it. Yeah, and then what's with the bread? You're not going to eat dry bread. It's with all the butter, with the olive oil you're dipping into, whatever it may be. And most people think that that's probably a healthy choice, too. So I'll just go, instead of using butter, I'll use olive oil, right? Because they hear olive oil is healthy. They hear Mediterranean diet is healthy. Um, you know, and most people just get misled of how it actually it all works. I mean, you know, being in Europe, you've probably seen people probably walking a lot more, right? As opposed to driving. It's just more of the whole thing kind of adds up differently. People get more activity. They eat a different type of diet. It's not just, hey, Mediterranean diet equals lots of olive oil and that's okay. It's not exactly that at all. So like it's you true. said, you maybe, you know, lots of more lean proteins like fish, fresh fish. Lots of seafood. Um, actually, one of the days that we were there, we rented a boat. And they had a captain and I was asking him about, you know, because he grew up there his whole life. And I was just kind of talking to him about, you know, what the culture is like and, and how he eats. And he he said that, um, you know, he works with a lot of tourists. So he sees how other people eat from mostly from the United States. And he said the biggest thing that he noticed is that in Europe, all of the food is really fresh. There's not a lot of processed foods. They don't go to a grocery store and buy crackers and chips and all of that stuff. They just, they pretty much eat, you know, vegetables and, and, and seafood and um, lots of pasta. There was lots of pasta there, but it was fresh homemade pasta. It wasn't the pasta in the, in the box yeah. that we get here. And, um, and the other thing, mm. you, you said it right. Everybody walks everywhere. Lots of people riding their bikes Um it's funny because when I'm home, I have to make sure that I go do my exercise because for the most part, I don't really walk around during the day because I'm working and sitting and doing all that stuff. So I have to take the time out to etch out the exercise. But um, when I was in Europe, I actually, there probably wasn't one day that I walked less than 15,000 steps. And it wasn't nice. even because I was trying to. That was just, just kind of built into a part of a part of the day because right. everywhere we went, we walked, uh, we rented bikes, we did kayaking, we did cliff jumping. One day we even did um, um, what do you call those those um, four wheeler ATV? ATV. Oh, we did that. Um, so you know, when people ask me about vacation and how difficult and weight gain and all of that stuff, I guess I would say you know, like when in Rome kind of like do it how they do it. And if you can just go on an active vacation, you don't have to go to a vacation and sit on your butt all day. There's so exactly. many things you could do and see and walk and, and, yeah. and um, there's different kinds of vacations, right? Like if you're going on a resort vacation to a beach and you're just sitting there on a beach drinking and eating all day, it's not exactly you're getting any activity besides maybe swimming in the ocean a little bit. Right. But you know, here you're getting a more cultural experience being in somewhere and immersing yourself in that environment. And it probably was, you know, my wife has been harping on me to go to Europe, so it's, I'll have to pick your brain about where we'll, yeah. where, 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 you know. Well, absolutely. We'll I mean, if you want adventure, if you want history and culture, um, I tell you to go to Croatia. And it, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, I, I'll, I'd love to show you some of the pictures. It, I almost felt like I was put inside of a postcard yeah, in yeah. the pictures because the backgrounds you see the water, you see the mountains and the cliffs, and then you see like beautiful sunsets. And, um, you know, it's really nice just to take a step away from the real world and, and enter another another world that is so different um, here than the U.S. 
Yeah, to experience that, you know, immerse yourself in that whole, you know, that whole environment would probably be very rewarding and see what they're actually, and you can kind of gauge what's healthier than other things, right? I mean, obviously what they're deep frying, you should probably stay away from, right? But I mean, you know, trying what you can and, you know, trying to keep it as health conscious as possible, but still getting that experience that you want and feel like you, 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 it was, it was satisfying, you know, and yeah, you, and you yeah. got out a lot out of it. And it was interesting also because we would go to some places that were more local, you know, where local people would go. And then we would go to other places that would be a little bit more touristy. And every time we would go to the touristy type of, of places or restaurants, um, they would serve French fries. <laughs> they call them pommes frites. Uh, pommes frites they would have. And um, you could see how they were sort of tailoring towards um, the American person versus the local person. Gotcha. So um, it was interesting to observe the difference. Um, and the other interesting thing that I noticed, and this isn't really food-wise, but because um, we talked about how, how healthy their diet is naturally. It's not just something that they try to be. It's just what they are. You give them French fries, they might start eating them. They, right? they might. They absolutely might. But, they, um, but so much smoking. Really? There was so, everywhere you went, um, it was like going back, um, I would probably say like 40 years wow. in terms of how, much? How, how, how much smoking was accepted and available and you could do it inside. You, you could, I mean, it was just, they haven't, they haven't figured that one. Food wise, they totally are on par <laughs> with how to eat and be healthy. Um, but but smoking is definitely a thing there. And I, and I found it really funny because I feel like here in America, you know, smoking is taboo. I don't really see as many people smoking today, but we may have replaced it with eating yeah. because the portions are bigger. Um, so it was, just, it was just such an interesting dichotomy between seeing what life was like over in Europe versus what life is like over here. So, Well, what was the whole purpose of you going to Europe? What was it for your... Your daughter, your daughter so, is going to yes. school? Yes. So my daughter um, is a little travel bug, a little adventure bug. And she decided that when she went to college, she, she didn't want to go to college here in the States. So she found this little tiny university in Lugano, Switzerland, which, by the way, Lugano, Switzerland is, is beautiful, quite different than Croatia. Croatia is very, like, old. You feel like you're going back in time. And then Switzerland, Switzerland is, is very modern and, and um, lots of... Well, the mountains are beautiful, but the, you know, there was just um, newer roads and newer cars and yeah. more of a hustle bustle city sort of situation. Swiss chocolate, I'm sure. Swiss too. Swiss chocolate right? was quite good. I made sure it was dark, though. <laughs> I did. To, to lawn standards, it would have been like 99% uh, dark hair. Well, I, I, I go to the 70% or above. But <laughs> yeah, just, if kidding. lawn was there, it would be 90%, I'm sure. I'm only kidding. I know. Um, but anyway, so my daughter um, started college in Switzerland. So our main purpose of the trip was to get her over there, set her up in her dorm and um, took her to Ikea. And um, it's like the birthplace of Ikea, right? Uh, I believe it is. They had a big old Ikea there. We must have been there five times in three days. I think it's Sweden. And yeah, it is Swedish. Whatever. But anyway, it was there. And um, I also suited her up with an air fryer, by the way. Okay. They have this cute little kitchenette in her dorm. And she has two adorable roommates. And um, I said, I'm going to gift you with an air fryer. Um, my daughter is um, not 
She's a little bit on the lazy side, so the air fryer is perfect for Hopefully her. Hopefully, gave her some good Pritikin recipes. And uh, to, uh, I gave her all your air fry Pritikin recipes that we've shared together, and some of my own. And um, I'm hoping that she actually cooks a little bit in her dorm, as opposed to eating um, in the what they call the dining hall. Make all types of stuff, you know, and keep it on hand, you know, whether it be want to be, you know, roasted chickpeas, have them as a snack, as opposed to peanuts, or having potato skins, or having roasted parsnips, or having you know, sun, you know, little uh, dehydrated tomato chips or something like that. Mm. And, 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 and make a dip, make a roasted corn dip, make a roasted pepper dip, make a hummus, you know. And these things are things you can snack on and feel like you're, you know, still, you know, enjoying yourself and enjoying good food and still eating healthy food, you know. And, and you know, my, my kids are struggling uh, with uh, taking kids, uh, taking their meals to, uh, to school. What's healthy that you know, we can give to them, it's still that they're actually going to eat. And, I was, and their uh, friends won't make fun of them, right? Yeah, well, I, I packed eight leaves of spinach for my daughter the other day. She's like, if she, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna give you eight leaves of spinach. <laughs> you better eat them. <laughs> and she did actually. So she was like all happy. I was like, you better not throw them away at school, you know. But so it's it's. But my son last night, you know, he's actually he turned like a whole new leaf. No pun intended. Spinach but leaf. he was like grabbing spinach out of the bag and like eating it. I remember my wife were looking. I'm like, finally, it's like an epiphany here. Like, what's going on? You yeah. know, it's like. But so, uh, but I mean, my kids always eat fresh fruit. But the vegetables is something we do struggle with. A little with, bit so. tough. Yeah, but you the know, the air fryer totally helps. For yeah, sure. I mean, it gives you a lot of you know, new ideas. Well, they're 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 eight and nine, so not air frying you know, much oh. yet. Well, you but, can you air know, fry it for I'll, them. I'll, I'll air fry it for them. Yeah, 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 but I mean, you could definitely do a lot of things. I mean, but my my daughter, she eats a whole wheat pasta at lunch uh, in school. Impressive. That's what she, that's what she eats. Very you know, impressive. She's like a little little, little Daisy Del Polo in. Uh, Eating pasta in, in, in the cafeteria, <laughs> you know. So like, there's there's things that I, you know they'll just they'll like, hey, that's what I want to eat. I'm like, okay, you know, as long as you try to eat some fruit or some veggies, and those aren't eating like you know gummy bears and stuff like that. You know, they actually sent a letter from my kid's school. Can you pl- you know, please send your kids healthy snacks, or like you know you can get it like a free meal here too because like kids were getting set like Oreos and just a bag of chips apparently. And that's like, it that was, for that, lunch. Was, that was their lunch. Well, that's probably because <laughs> they were packing it. Well, it could have been too, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the parents that don't pack the lunch and the kids, the parents say, you pack your lunch now and then they get the bag of chips and the Oreos yeah, because yeah. They're, they're not wanting to make I mean, themselves a sandwich. Take a little thought into it. You, know, you could definitely make healthy, you know, healthy choices, even if you have to pack it and go, whether you're taking it to, to a kid to school or taking your meal to, to work, you know, there's definitely, you know, healthier ways to, um, to make that happen, you know. I like to pack little bento boxes. You know, it gives yeah, a good I love variety those. of a uh, bunch of little, yeah, you know, little fun things. Some grapes, maybe a little bit of cheese, maybe a turkey roll up. You say cheese? Oops. <laughs> a little bit of I cheese. I love fat cheese and a small amount of it, right? <laughs> so you know, we, we, we it's we, the kids. They could have yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I try to give my kids a, a little bit of like a homemade lunchable type of thing. You know what I mean? So they get like a little, a little cracker. Uh, with a little bit of cheese and like a little a little piece of um, you know, uh, you know, roasted chicken slices that I gave them to them. So, you know, but that is opposed to like a cured meat, which is super salty, you know. So there's a salami. Yeah. salami. Hopefully yeah. not. No salami. <laughs> no salami and Vince kids lunches, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Just 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 pasta apparently for my daughter. So interesting. <laughs> I made lunch for both of my kids from kindergarten to senior year. And now no more lunches for me because I'm an empty nester. Both are, both are in college. Both of them know how to cook. I don't know if they always cook, but I have taught them how to use an air fryer. I've taught them how to use a washing machine. I've taught them um, 
how to use a little bit of oil instead of dunking it all over the place. I'll tell you what, life lessons are very much hard to come by for, for young kids, it seems like nowadays, because you might be a younger brother's in his, in his mid-20s, and he's, you know, I, anytime he's at my house, I show, show him te techniques, you know, because a lot of times it's not something that their parents maybe even known, but taught. It, they've been taught themselves, other than teaching their kids, you know? So a lot of people eat out nowadays, and it's like so, you know, disheartening to see that. Some people don't even know how to cook and realize that they're eating out so often and they don't realize how bad they have no idea. Yeah, they don't, you know? they don't know how to cook. And so, yeah, I don't know, you know, parenting is tough, but one thing I could say is I did teach my kids how to make some basic healthy meals, whether they make them or not, that is their choice. And if you don't right? know how to cook, get in the kitchen and, 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 and enjoy follow it, you know, it's, it's follow some instructions yeah. and don't feel discouraged. It's easy or to call, cook. It's call fun to do it. Call Chef Vince. Call, call Chef Kara here. Eh? Well, I'll, 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 I'll tell them how to eat and then you'll cook it. There you go. How about that? Fair enough. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Healthier Everyday Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in discovering and learning about health and wellness, visit pritikin.com. That's P-R-I-T-I-K-I-N. Dot com.